I think that the next four months will be a really deep commitment to self, trusting myself, honoring my intuition, and really tuning in. And then also establishing a morning ritual, which I've kind of gone in and out of for the majority of my life, but to really commit to something that is grounding, a grounding practice, and a real commitment to Mother Nature and Mm. really being with Mother Nature, just even on walks and being one with her, I think are really important things for me moving forward. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. As I evolve and expand as a person and a podcast host, I've learned that creating a safe space is nearly impossible. I don't know what topics or stories may trigger my listeners, but I hold space with love and intention and honor the bravery that it takes not only to be here, but to listen to the stories of others. So thank you so much for being here. I would like to begin the podcast today by acknowledging that I am recording from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the interior Salish people, in particular, the Sinaiaxt, on whose territory I work and live. The Safe Haven has shape-shifted into a bi-weekly release with alternating bi-weekly releases of a segment called Road Trip, where Jennifer Porter and I have the kinds of conversations that you'd have with a bestie on a road trip. Jen and I are thrilled as ever to be back in the van together, starting off our road trip adventures for 2022. This lovely catch-up includes some more elaboration on the words that we've carried into 2022, as well as some significant card flips. There is definitely a shared excitement heading into the unknowns of 2022. As dark and heavy and chaotic as the world is these days, Jen and I are optimistic that great things are coming for us individually and for the greater good. There's discussion of morning rituals, alone time, and a commitment to self-care. Before we jump into today's drive, I want to remind you how much we would love it if you were able to follow The Safe Haven on your podcast app. Leaving a rating or writing a written review helps us reach more people and show other listeners and podcasters that we're legit. Every single one helps, so if you haven't done so, we'd be so appreciative if you did. Here we go. Hello, road trip friends. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And we're two adventurous souls with a huge passion for travel and chasing the unordinary. You know those podcasts that you listen to that you feel like you're hanging on the couch with a friend or on a long road trip chatting with your bestie? That's what we've created and we want you to come along for the ride. Sometimes it'll just be us and other times we'll pick up a friend along the way for some additional insights. In each road trip episode, we'll be sharing a variety of insights and perspectives, lessons, and memories from our lives. Sometimes we may cry, but we will laugh way more, honoring every emotion that comes up authentically. That is what road trips with your besties are for. So grab a snack, pop in those earbuds, and buckle up. Woo, Amanda, we are back in the van together. First drive of 2021. Fail. Wait, were we in the van already? 2022. Oh, yes, it's 2022. Hey, girlfriend. So, hi, I'm waking up. Um, Okay. Oh, Jennifer. Now I've lost my train of thought. That's the first time that I messed up the year. I was actually Mm. really proud of myself. All right, Amanda, give me the keys. I'm driving this time because we are back in the van together for the first time in 2022. It feels like it's been a long time, doesn't it? 
It has been, but you know what? It's because like the holidays, they like, it's two weeks of like a blur Mm -hmm. because they're so busy and you know, you're preparing for Christmas, you're seeing friends and family. I don't know, maybe it's a little bit different this year because of COVID, Mm. but hopefully you're seeing friends and family and then you're getting ready for the new year and Mm -hmm. doing your reflections. So yeah, I want to drive because I think you have some pretty interesting cards that you've pulled recently that I want to hear all about. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. Actually, yeah, I'm glad that you're driving today. Yeah, it's it's been good, actually, considering how hectic the fall was, which everyone in the van is already aware of how hectic it was. It was really nice because over the holidays, just the inability to go far meant that we were home and meant that there was a lot of home time and there was a huge cold snap. So that kept me indoors a lot. And yeah, the card flips. Oh my gosh. But before I tell you about the card flips, I wanted to tell you about why this was just such a such a banger, I think, going into this year. Because for anyone in the van that's been, you know, listening along, and hey, if you're new in the van, welcome to the van. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> I had used or I'd carried the word intention with me into 2021. And of course, I will always have that word in my back pocket. And I've, I'll be very intentional about the conversations that I'm entering, the decisions that I'm making, things that I'm taking on or letting go of. We'll get back to that too, because that's really important. But I decided that my year word of 2022 was going to be expansion. And then over the last couple of weeks, I have decided that I'm adding trust and surrender because so much is up in the air and it's just a matter of really sinking into that. So what am I? I call her my lifer, my Emily, my bestie Emily, who I'm so freaking grateful for. One of the best things that came out of 2021 was my evolving friendship with her, which I know will be lifelong. So she came over and she had a really good visit. She and I, we kind of talk afterwards just about the gratitude that we have for our connection and our friendship. But one thing that we both love doing is flipping cards or runes. I know earlier when I'd mentioned runes, you're like, what are you saying? <laughs> it's our... I have to admit, I had Googled what they meant while we were chatting. Yeah. So they're really interesting. Like I'm even just flipping through this book here on my lap and they're healing. They're, um, I, I honestly, I don't even know much more about the history of them, to be real. They're actually Scandinavian. They're from Scandinavian descent, apparently. But it's a really cool way to almost like flip cards, but they're more of a stone and they have little patterns on them. And then you, it comes with, it's accompanied by um, the Viking runes little map that you can actually go through and see which one correlates with what. If it's inverted, it means something different. It's really fascinating. So yeah, Emily was interested in those as well. So we flipped these and we flipped some cards and I was just blown away. But both of the, well, I guess there was one rune in particular that I flipped that I just keep coming back to. Do you want me to read you part of it? Yes. Okay. I'll read you the parts that like really stuck out to me. It was talking about patience and the fact that patience is required moving forward. But this is what really got to me. Nothing hectic. No acting needy or lusting after a desired outcome. This particular rune that I pulled, which is called AWAS, which is Defense, Avertive Powers, and it's from the U tree. It talks about speaking to the difficulties that can arise at the beginning of a new life, which I thought was very cool because new year, new life. What's up? Mm-hmm. Well, new year, new life, same me, but huge transition. <laughs> um, I love this though. Often it announces a time of waiting. So I know that there was a lot of that, but this is the part that really got me. 
anticipated difficulties through right action, this rune is saying. And yet, even more than we are doers, we are deciders. Once the decision is clear, the doing becomes effortless, for then the universe supports and empowers our action, which I was like, oh, I really like that. Lots of big decisions, but that one, there's obviously so much more to it, but then that one was accompanied by a card flip that I pulled, and it is from Denise Lynn's deck. It's an oracle deck, and it's called Native Spirit. And I've always felt really pulled to how beautiful these cards are. Spirit Keeper of the West. Yes. But like all the colorful trees. Isn't that so Hallie? Oh, and they're so like, look at the sun beaming through mm-hmm. there. Oh. I know. And I love that it talked about the West because of obviously where we are. But this was a, the card meaning was transformation, letting go of the old, initiation, illumination, harvest, gathering your inner resources. If it doesn't feel right, don't go ahead. Trust your heart. I love this part. This is my favorite line. Chaos brings positive change because we all know what the last year brought me. So lots of that. Almost all change comes out of turmoil. Don't be concerned if there is confusion in your life. It will all work out. And I was like, oh, I need this. I needed that so much. Yeah, like letting go of the old, welcoming the new. But the part about chaos, because I think a lot of us, we think that chaos is just a lack of organization or a lack of direction, right? Where I think a lot of the times the chaos is the foundation for something more solid. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I would agree because anytime in my life that it's been very chaotic, positivities come out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just remember where I was last year. This time was a pretty chaotic time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think my life is still chaotic, but it definitely, you know, through the chaos, the stars aligned and, you know, took me back out West. Mm -hmm. You know, that was positive. Well, that's kind of even where just even with the chaos, I get, well, I guess even with the fall of 2020 compared to fall of 2021, but 2021 was definitely one of the most challenging years I've had personally in my entire life. And I think that the fall the chaos that came through the fall was really indicative of the positive changes that are coming as I step into this year. And that's what I think I'm really holding on to and so excited about. Also, because we're on it, I can't remember if I shared this in my that's a wrap, but I want to share just a super brief story about how another thing that I'm super, super excited about at the beginning of this year. So When I started understanding more about codependency and about how childhood traumas, experiences play out in adulthood, especially with patterning and such, right? So the more that I learned about codependent and codependency and what that actually meant and how it played out in my own life, I started trying to really actively break those cycles. Well, of course, even over the last year, there was a lot that really inhibited my ability to avoid that. We don't need to go there, but with with a pretty significantly injured partner. So that was a lot. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really trying year, a very informative year that way. So in the process of having learned about this, I learned also about Kylie McBeath's course. So Kylie McBeath is Mark Grove's fiance. The pair of them have shared a lot about their own relationship journey together in podcast format. And so I'd heard about Kylie's course called Anchored, which is a lot about returning and coming home to oneself and breaking codependent patterns and acknowledging and being aware of self-abandonment and self-sacrifice and such. Uh, There's so much more to it, but that was the basics that really had me hooked. So I'd heard about this course, went to sign up for it. This is over a year ago. 
there was no space available or it had closed or something. And then with the chaos of the spring of last year, I'd missed 2.0. So in November with a friend of mine named Jen, who I'd invited, and I think I did talk about this story because I was talking about Jen, not you, a different Jen. I'd invited her to read my chapter and was talking to her about how connected I felt to her language and how she just felt like such a really grounding presence. And so as we talked about that and she said, Honestly, one of the most life-altering things I've ever done for myself was to take Kylie McBeath's course called Anchored. And I was like, no freaking way. This has been on the radar for me for so long. This is my verbal vow and commitment that when it comes available next or when it opens next, I'll do it. Mark my words. Well, go figure. Then the next morning I got this email in my inbox. Anchor 3.0 had opened. So of course I signed up. Amazing. And I know, right? And and just obviously the divine timing there, but just the, the trust that I had for it to just work out. And so stepping into 2022, the course has not even officially started. Like it doesn't even officially start until the middle of January. I guess January 19th is when it officially starts. But the fact that we've already had two tea circles and gatherings together on Zoom, we've done a lot of sharing. There's been a lot of support and just feeling seen, feeling really witnessed in your journey. We're all at different places, but just so paralleled and aligned. So it felt so beautiful. And I've also connected with another woman in the circle, which has just been such a rock for me over the last couple of weeks. So I just feel really excited about that. And then that's also where the trust and surrender had come because even with this chaos, there's only so much that I'm in control of, right? There's only so much that I can actually influence as I move forward. So yeah, that kind of just, I went on a tangent there, Jen, but I mean, you're driving, so. Yeah, that's why I'm driving. (laughs) I wanted you to go off on a tangent. Yeah, I mean, you have spoke about this anchored course before. So like, Mm -hmm. what are you most excited to get out of it? So over the last year, like I'd mentioned, I was excited about having more intentionality behind breaking generational agreements, um, starting to intentionally shift my own patterning, breaking codependent patterns, just speaking my truth, standing up for myself, you know, following and honoring my intuition is a huge one that I'd really let go of over the last couple of years. So that was huge. So for me, I think it's more just being able to solidify the changes that have already begun and really learn and start to honor my intuition at a deeper level so that it's not months or even years into any sort of relationship, friendship, job contract, anything like that, where I'm recognizing in full clarity the red flags that had been ignored because oh my gosh once you see them you can't unsee them but I mean if I had have honored myself earlier in so many different areas of my life I think that things would have gone differently not saying that I'm in a bad place at all but I think that it is just the acknowledgement of having ignored red flags in so many different areas of my life that it's I think that the next four months will be a really deep commitment to self trusting myself, honoring my intuition, and really tuning in. And then also establishing a morning ritual, which I've kind of gone in and out of for the majority of my life, but to really commit to something that is grounding, a grounding practice, and a real commitment to Mother Nature, and Mm. really being with Mother Nature, just even on walks and being one with her, I think are really important things for me moving forward. So yeah. Love it. I'm into this. With Anchored, am I safe to assume that with the title being Anchored, you will feel more anchored and grounded as a person where in turn you will trust your intuition and be comfortable making decisions and trusting your gut moving forward? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a huge, that's going to be a huge part of it. 
We're gonna take a quick pit stop here for gas, so take a big stretch, jump around, grab something to nourish yourself with, and enjoy a quick break while we fill up. really coming home to yourself like think of how often we do self-abandon and we are worried about appeasing others and we're not putting ourselves first or we bite our tongues as opposed to speak our truth so it's breaking those patterns so that you are able to speak from the heart without biting your tongue and you're able to honor your intuition and you're able to self-abandon less (laughs) or never (laughs) totally one thing you mentioned is getting a good morning routine and Mm. It was something that I worked on for years. And I mean, I guess when I'm in my normal life, quote unquote, a morning routine is absolutely key for me to have a successful day. Mm -hmm. And my morning routine would consist like if I was working at 8.30, I would get up at 6.30. I was up two hours before I needed to be at work. and. I always spent at least half an hour in the morning doing something for me before I did anything for anyone else. That's self, but it's funny because I've had some great conversations about this, about how some people would, depending on your role or whether you're in a partnership or whether you're a mom or whatever, is that it might be considered selfish. But in my opinion, this comes back to not only self-love and self-care, but compassion And the fact that it's like the oxygen mask on first, I bet you showed up as the most whole version of yourself in a moment after having had that time to yourself. Absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, is that because I generally work within the corporate world, you know, I go to work for someone else, Mm -hmm. someone else signs my paycheck. And, you know, we've spoke before, like, I'm definitely not an entrepreneur. So for that reason, I do like working for the corporate world, but it can be brain sucking and soul sucking at times where, you know, you go to work for eight hours a day minimum and, you know, you're doing something for someone else. You're solving someone's problems. You're planning someone's event. You know, it just depends. Like, I mean, in my current role, oh, there's some days where I'm just putting out fires left, right, and center. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by the time you know it, you're like, oh, now I don't have time for me. And, you know, you can be at the end of the day too tired So in the morning, it's guaranteed that it's like you get that time to yourself. And I mean, it was different every day what that consisted of, whether it was a yoga routine, whether it was just sitting with my coffee, Mm -hmm. thinking, listening to music, listening to a podcast, what have you. But I don't think it's selfish at all. Mm -mm, Me either. If I'm not in a good place or if I'm struggling with something, well, I I can't be 100% Mm -hmm. for someone else. Mm -hmm. You have to be 100% first for yourself. Oh, or everyone else crumbles. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like I, that's kind of where I'm like, I don't know if I really want to have children because I really enjoy time to myself. I really enjoy, I mean, I'm living kind of an unconventional life, I guess at this point. But yeah, I mean, like if I want to lay in bed until I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning drinking coffee, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be interrupted. No. And there's nothing wrong with that. Put my do not disturb sign on the door. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, not here. Yeah. And I I do think that there is this like shift that goes on about honoring yourself and like people feeling selfish where it's like, no, you just need to create the boundary of this 
is my time. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. Like I even talk to people who I work with and they're like, you know what? I schedule because I mean, we, we work remotely, like as much as I'm working at a lodge, I'm working with like such a big team that's spread out over lodges and some, like some other like lodge managers that I've talked to, they schedule time in their day. That's like, I'm not scheduling meetings. They block off that time. Cause they're like, I need this time for me. Mm-hmm. It's so, so important. And I don't think enough of us do it or we do it well, Mm-mm. actually. So even in our first tea circle that we had, and I think that it would actually make a lot of people uncomfortable, especially people that aren't used to sitting without doing. So it's a really interesting practice even just to sit. And so we sat on Zoom. Obviously, that is the way of the world right now. And it allows all of us from around the world to connect. So the invitation was to make a cup of tea, have some hot water handy and sit. And we listened to meditative music, whether you sat, whether you wrote, whether you just looked out the window, we were just physically holding space together for anything that had come up, but in silence, which was really interesting. And for 25 minutes, almost a half an hour, we did this and then came together and we talked about anything that had come up or where we were at personally and what was going on. And some people chose to speak, others didn't. But 25 minutes is a significant period of time Very. you think about it, right? And so you think of all of these I don't know, just like even just the way that like capitalistic mentalities would filter into your brain and just be like, I should be doing something. I should check my emails. I bet there's something to do. I should do this. There's the productivity aspect of it where you need to be doing something during your quote unquote work day. And that's another reason why I've just pulled back so intentionally. I think going into this year is so that I can recenter and reset and really focus on the things that help make me the most holistically healthy version of myself. It's true. I think there's times it's so it's interesting with my new lifestyle per se is I was mentioning to you where, you know, it's sometimes it can feel a bit lonely, but I have to remember that there are times where I feel anything but lonely and sometimes just sitting with myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not journaling. I'm just sitting, looking at a window. Mm -hmm. It's a really good time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. my mind Mm -hmm. gets going. And of course I come up with all these brainiac ideas. I'm solving the world's problems. I do the same thing. (laughs) One cup of coffee at a time. And then I get myself into all these personal dilemmas where I'm like, you have a lot of first world problems. Yes. I know. Actually, that makes me curious about how, when you talk about first world problems, I'm super curious about how your three back-to-back spa experiences went? After working for as many days as I did, something that really cures me and something I've been big on in my life is spa treatments. Mm. You know, they can just soothe the soul, even like a little massage or an acupuncture. Like it's just, it solves all the world's problems. So after working 46 days in a row, I was like, you know what? I'm going to the spa. So I booked myself three back-to-back treatments. Oh my God, it was heaven. It was absolute heaven. I started off with a eucalyptus sea salt body scrub. It was an hour. Then I had a 15 minute break and I had a hour facial and I got into this, like, it was kind of like a chair, but it was like a cocoon. And it was like this duvet was around me. And I was just like, And she had my legs positioned, like my knees were elevated enough so that there was all the pressure was taken off my lower back. And it was just, it was like I was floating in a cloud. Like it was just beautiful. Then my skin still feels so great. And then I had a 
hour massage. Mm. I feel like I would have left that experience like a bowl of jello. I did. Yeah. I was in this pure bliss, Mm -hmm. but you want to know what, after that, like, you know, even now, like I look back at those days that I worked and I'm like, "Hmm, two weeks is easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Also just me and my spa. I had acupuncture this morning. Oh, gotta love it. Where do you get it? Well, today I got it in my third eye and on the top of my head. Top of your head. Yeah. Oh, it feels so good across my back. And then like he hooked up this wire thing and like it pulsed the muscles because they're pretty tight. I was snowboarding yesterday. I clotheslined myself. So I kind of hurt my like ribs a bit. On what? I came out of a tree run Uh and I didn't see the rope. So I went right into it and it ricocheted, like it ricocheted me back. And then I fell flat on my stomach. And yeah, I kind of like, I didn't knock the wind out of myself, but I partially did. Uh Oh, isn't that one of the worst feelings? But I was likely riding in an area I shouldn't have been riding. Jennifer. Yeah. But, oh yeah, like, I mean, I had a massage two nights ago, have another massage tomorrow night. Like, I love me the spa stuff. Mm -hmm. And I definitely take the time to do it. Because also too, I think to myself, you know what? Like I go back to work and I go back to work for two weeks. Like I need to be tip top Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm leading the ship. So if your captain's not tip top, well, ship's going down. Yeah. Massage is, and like spa stuff is definitely a form of self-care for me. And when I can't go to the actual spa, we all know about my infamous bath time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got three bath bombs for Christmas. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I got some bath, oh, and like lavender bath salts. Oh. The mint ones that you gave me last time you were here, fantastic, by the way. Oh, which ones are those ones again? Peppermint tea leaf. Salty oh, ones. Yeah, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. They're really nice. The bathtub I'm realizing is not as big as I would like it to be. So those are goals. See, I have these dreams of living in a tiny house, but the only thing prohibiting me from this dream, well, is because I'm in my own way, but I would have to have quite a bathroom because I'd need to have a bathtub. You could just have one of those cool outdoor ones. But what if I have a tiny house in the mountains? That's freezing. I guess it'd be like a hot tub. Literally like a hot tub. Our friend Jay and his cabin, he has a wood-fired bathtub. It's literally an old (sighs) bathtub on top of a fire pit. And then he just sits on a piece of wood. Oh, Uh that's a dream. Yeah, the spa of beaten. And now if you were in the forest, would you call that forest bathing? A different kind, I guess. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, forest bathing. I learned that term when I was in Japan. Mm, It's a thing. I've got a friend back home, actually, Christy, who does it. Actually, you know what? One of the things that I'll never forget that she shared with me was that she worked with a group of students that had come up from Toronto to where she was living, and they wandered out into the woods, and she just said, okay, you know, you're going to ask a question from the forest, and you're going to go and sit with her and just wait for your answers and just observe and, and look around and really witness what's happening around you. And after half an hour or whatever, they'd come back, and one of the boys was just bawling his eyes out, and his biggest takeaway was how beautiful trees were because he'd never been in a forest. He'd always lived in the city. So think about it, right? Like if you're always surrounded by concrete, you would have no idea what pure forest silence is, you know, with, with wind and with gusts and with leaves falling, anything like that. Just unbelievable. You know what's um, interesting? I was snowboarding the last couple of days and the amount of people that carry backpacks with speakers on them and play music out loud, it's kind of obnoxious. Mm. 
Like if you want to listen to music, I'm fully in support of that because I listen to music while I snowboard as well, but put your ear pods in. Mm -hmm. But then my friend and I that I was snowboarding with, we started talking of like people that go on hikes and blast this music. And they're like, oh, well, the bears won't get me. And it's like, the bear isn't just not going to get you because you have music playing. But there's something to be said when you're walking in the forest and you just want to hear the sounds of nature Mm -hmm. and you want to hear your own footsteps, listen to your own breath, Mm -hmm. listen to the birds chirp. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Be like observant of the wind and like how the wind catches the trees. And there's nothing more obnoxious than Pal that rocks up with his Bose speaker in his backpack blasting like God knows what the latest tunes are. And you're like, dude, you just killed my vibe. Mm -hmm. But see, that's like right back to what I was saying about connection with Mother Nature. Is That's it exactly is really observing and witnessing all of it and taking it all in. One of my friends, Tiffany, she and I were sending voice notes the other day and she was talking about how even though it was minus 22 that she was going to bundle up and go and be one with Mother Nature. And I was like, that is it. That is it. You are just pure acceptance of what is, you know? Oh, see, I get too cold. Mm. Up in Valmont, it was like negative 35 one day. And I was like, oh God, I only went outside to go to and from work. Hibernation mode. I feel that as I've gotten a little bit older, the, the chill sticks with me. Right up the spine. My butt. My butt gets cold too. What is it about yeah. cold butts and the back of my legs? They just get so yeah, my cold. Legs. Yeah, like I'd like to go cross-country skiing on my brakes, but it's too cold. Uh-huh. I do have a hot tub to warm up in though. That's pretty nice. Yeah. You know, speaking of um, all of this just warmth and nature and all of the things, it is a really beautiful day. I don't think we're going to get cold butts. So let's pull over and go for a quiet hike. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it. Okay. I got the snacks. What did you bring today? Oh, I got a little brie wheel, mm. some prosciutto. You know those grapes that taste like grapes? Those ones? <laughs> you brought and me the rain. Co- <laughs> yes. And the rain oh. coast crisp crackers. Yep. I'm into this. That will be such Amazing. a good halfway point snack. Thank you, friend. You can always count on us for the meat and cheese. <laughs> That's so true. Okay, friends, we've made it. Thank you so much for being with us. We've truly enjoyed your company and appreciate you coming with. Make sure you take a big stretch and nourish yourselves today. If you had a nice trip today, be sure to follow us on your podcast app and jump back in next week. Tell your friends, they'll fit in the van. We'll gas up, grab snacks, and continue down the open road next week. Bye.